Welcome to the Epic Woman Podcast, where women who dare to dream big learn how to turn their epic dreams into reality. I'm your host, Heather Paduska, founder of the Wealthy Brand Academy, where I teach women entrepreneurs how to create authentic, polished, and profitable brands so they can make more money and make their own unique mark in the world. If you're a woman who's been looking for a community that celebrates feminine leadership and makes no apologies for living life in style, you are in the right place. Ladies, this is our time. Now let's make it epic. Hello, hello. It's Heather Paduska and welcome to the second episode of the Epic Woman podcast. I am super excited to be here with you today. It is a snowy day here in Boston. We are about to get a nor'easter, which is going to bring, I don't know, seven to 15 inches of snow, but it is lovely, lovely, lovely. And it's a great day to be doing this podcast because what we're going to be talking about today is curating your life for success. And I say that because there's a lot of preparation that goes into preparing yourself for a big snowstorm. You've got to uh, make sure that you have the salt on hand and the shovel and you know everything that you need and it's kind of like setting yourself up for success for the storm and when you're thinking about success and success as a woman it's really important to curate your life so that you have optimized everything in your environment and around you so that you can have the most ease as you go forward towards your dreams and goals. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, what it means to curate your life, what that looks like, what you should be curating or what would be in your highest and best good to curate so that you are not pulled down by things that aren't serving you anymore. And um, as a woman, I think that we have a lot of extra drag, a lot of extra pull, a lot of extra strings attached to us because we have a lot of expectations from society about the roles that we're supposed to play in in terms of caregiving, um, even if you're you're not a parent in terms of caregiving, what your responsibilities are, and especially if you're a parent, what your responsibilities are as an entrepreneur, as a mompreneur, as a mom, all of those things. And some of the barriers that we have had over the past, you know, many, many years and how to break through those, a lot of that has to do with how we take charge of our lives and curate our lives so that we can be successful. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And the way that I like to think about it is that your success, you are on a journey, you are on a path and you need, you're like a rocket, you know, you are a powerful, powerful rocket, but that rocket needs fuel to break through the atmosphere. And if it doesn't have the right kind of fuel, it's never going to happen because there is a lot of resistance that that rocket has to shoot through the gravity of the earth that's pulling it down and getting through the atmosphere before it can finally break through. And if you are not curating your life, the kind of fuel that goes into your rocket is not going to be quality grade A fuel and you're not going to have what you need to break through that resistance. So we're going to be talking today about how to do that. I'm going to give you some strategies, some specific strategies so that you can start to curate your life 
to be a better entrepreneur, to have more ease, to have more joy in your life, um, because it all comes from customizing your life the way it works for you, not for me, not for your BFF, not for your colleagues, for you. So um, let us dig in because this is for the epic woman. And if you want to be an epic woman, you've got to act like one. And acting like an epic woman means taking charge of your own life, taking, taking the handle of the reins and really creating and curating, which was what we're going to talk about today, curating your own life. So I guess I'm a pretty big fan of using the dictionary to look at words. I don't know if that's because of opera and all the translating that I had to do, but I really like to understand the meaning of the words. So I looked up curate just so I was really clear. And of course, of course, curate in the dictionary really means um, culling out and sorting and organizing, really um, selecting the things that you want to have in your life. And that's sort of the... um, the to curate is is the verb but i really didn't know this there's also a noun that is a curate and um, if you know what that is brava brava to you <laughs> i didn't know what it was but i found it fascinating because a curate is a member of the clergy and their job get this their job they're in, they are entrusted to cure souls how cool is that? How cool is that? That that the noun curate, a curate, is someone who is entrusted to cure souls. I so loved that. And it, it brought me back to our work here today about talking about curating your life for success. When you curate your life, you're really curing or caring for your soul. It's, it's a cure for your soul because if your soul is overwhelmed, if your soul is surrounded by clutter, if your soul is surrounded by negativity, it's in pain. And if you're in pain, you're not thriving. You're not at your best. You're not feeling and um, vibing at the level that you need to, to really create the kind of massive success that you desire and that you deserve. So today we are going to do some soul curing by curating, curating your life. So the first thing that I really wanted to talk about is the areas that you might want to look at for curating because we are multidimensional people and we have different levels in our life, different areas of our life that need curating. And when I think about um, a visual for this, it's, it's curating so that energy can flow. Because keeping your vibe high is the most important thing. And energy um, gets stuck, right? You want your energy to flow. You want to be vibing, being in flow. And when we have these things that weigh us down, the energy gets stagnant. It gets stuck. It doesn't flow. So we want to be sure in all areas of our life that we are curating, that we are paying attention, that we're being mindful to what we allow into our environment, into our mind, into our heart, into our body. What we allow, because you are a precious, precious, precious being. And you are a queen, man. You are a queen. And you get to say, 
what is allowed into your life, what has the privilege of coming into your life, and what doesn't, and setting very clear, strong, powerful boundaries for yourself and for the world around you. So some of the areas to really pay attention to, we're going to talk about these different areas. The first one, and you might want to get out a pen, you might want to get a pencil, wherever, your notepad, your iPhone, if you want to write these down. The first one that we want to talk about is our physical environment. Physically, it, this is where you, where your body is in time and space physically, your home, uh, your office, your car, wherever you spend time physically. It's your surroundings, the physical things in your surroundings. So we want our physical surrounding, surroundings to support us. I think it was Oprah who said that your home when you cross the threshold should rise up to greet you. And I always had that at the back of my mind. And, you know, sometimes, especially when your kids are little or you've had a busy day or whatever, that's not really, that's not really what happens when you open the door and there are toys everywhere and their baby is crying or whatever. Your teenager is just like, um, you know, taking 25 things out of the kitchen and left dishes everywhere. Um, whatever. But, but we do want to curate our environment as best as we can. Because those things do bring us bring us a little bit down. Um, it drags on your energy. So we want to curate our environment. In your home, you want to have things that make you feel good, that lift you up. Um, so we're going to talk, I'm going to talk about the different things to look at. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about the different areas. So first is that physical environment. Where you are, your home, your home office, the things that you touch, the things that you see every single day that impact you, the things that you use, the tools, the physical tools that you use, your computer, in your kitchen, your appliances, um, in your car, the different things that you use in your car. If there's any other space where you spend time, if you have a workspace, maybe you're outside, your, not your home office, but maybe you have a workspace or a studio, wherever you spend your time. Okay, so your physical space. The next area that we really want to focus on is your interpersonal environment. And this means with whom you are interacting, the people in your life. That can be your friends, your, your family, your children, your significant other, your romantic relationships. It can also be social media. This is a huge one that we're going to touch on when we talk about different strategies. Um, your colleagues, maybe you're in different business groups, maybe you're in Facebook groups, maybe you are in um, a pod at work, uh, maybe you are in social groups, whatever the people are in your life that are you are interacting with, that is also an environment that you want to curate because not everybody gets a seat at the table with you and not everybody gets to sit next to you at that table and not everybody gets to stay there for the same amount of time. You really want to have people in there that are supporting you in the best way possible and making you feel good when you're around them. Um, so the second thing is interpersonal. The third is your, your mind and your body. So that's your your internal, your internal environment. We really want to curate our thoughts. We really want to pay attention to, is this thought, is this way of thinking, is this way of feeling serving me? And listen, I totally, 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 totally get it. There are some things that are beyond our control in terms of our feelings and people have different levels of anxiety, uh, mental health, mental illness, all of those things. I 
do not in any way, shape, or form want to minimize those. That's extremely important, and 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 it's really important to curate that experience so that if you do need extra support or help, that you take care of that. You get that. You really give that gift to yourself so that you can thrive. So we're going to be talking about mindset, mind and body. And also, I just said mind, but also your body in your internal environment. Are you curating your body's experience? What goes into your body, the foods that you're eating, the rest that you're giving your body, the exercise that you're giving your body, the air that your body is breathing. Um, maybe the the environment that we talked about, the in the, the um, physical environment of being inside, but also outside. Like where is where is are you putting your body? <laughs> you know what situations are you putting your body to make it feel really really good, and what's not feeling great? What do you need to curate? So we have your body and your mind, and then the last one that I'm going to talk about today is your time, which is really important. How are you curating? your time and your daily, weekly, monthly, annual rituals? How are you spending your time? What practices um, are serving you and which are energy leaks? Uh, How are you spending your time for work? How are you focusing your time for relaxation? How are you using your time and allocating time for rejuvenation? So you have relaxed, right? Where you, your body, your mind, your soul needs to rest, but then you also need to refuel. So that cycle of work, rest, rejuvenation. How are you spending your time? How do you need to curate your time so you're hitting all of these marks that, that you need to be at your very best? So those are the four categories of areas that we're going to look at. Physical environment interpersonal environment, internal environment, and chronicle, or I guess, I don't know if that's the right word, uh, your time environment, your time environment. So um, what do we want to be curating? Obviously, we want to take out anything or we want to address, I want to, I'm going to give you a strategy for this to think about this in just a second, but we want to address anything that is not making us feel optimal. So these are things that are um, energy vampires. They are things that are distractions. And they are things that are, that are, that may really be negative. So we have distract, I'm going to do it in a different order. The first level is distraction, then uh, energy vampires, then just plain old haters or really just negative. So let's look at the first one first. So in any of the four areas, you have your physical, interpersonal, mind and body, and time. The first one we want to look at is distraction. And you can have distraction in any of these areas. I know, always, I know we always think about technology as being a huge distraction, and obviously it is. You know, there's Netflix, there's your phone, there's your computer, but those are not the only things that can be distractions. Physical things can be distractions. If we're looking, we'll go through the four things. If you're looking at your physical environment, things that are distracting are things that take your mind out of sync with flow, out of sync with your, with where you're going, how you want to feel and and what you want to achieve. So anything that distracts or pulls attention from that which you want to be focusing on and that and that which you want to feel is a distraction. So an example might be 
um, in your physical environment, if you have a knickknack, a keepsake, a picture, anything, and when you look at it, it pulls your mind and it pulls your feelings in a, you know, in a place that you don't want to be. Maybe it has an old story attached to it. Maybe when you look at that picture or that knickknack, it it reminds you of a time in your life. It could be long ago or not so long ago where you weren't your best or it's not a time in your life that you felt happy or maybe you've outgrown grown that phase of your life but that picture is there because it's supposed to be there or you know it's just you haven't taken care of it or you haven't replaced it so that's a way that it can and complete it doesn't even mean it's a bad thing it's not necessarily a terrible thing that it's there but it's just it's the energy that you you get when you look at it is pulling you out of alignment for where you're going now Another distraction uh, physically can just be too many things. Like there are too many things for your brain to look at. And your, uh, is your area cluttered? Does your brain have to bounce from thing to thing to thing to thing? And you're like, oh, I need to address this. I need to address this. I need to address this. So just too many things. And um, then just f- the, other thir- the other thing around that is fluff. Just things that just don't need to be there. It's just extraneous you know, maybe maybe there's a magazine that's been sitting there that you've you thought you might look at. You you just haven't gotten to it yet. You're not going to keep it. You're not sure. It's just fluff, right? It doesn't. All of those things are little distractions on your brain. So if you look at that for distractions for interpersonal, you know, maybe there's a distraction of someone who 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 needs more attention than than you are that you then you need to give at this point in time uh, it might be somebody who's asked you uh, irrelevant questions um, a distraction might be someone who has something that they want you to do that's not in alignment with your goals just those pulls um, a s- distraction <laughs> a distraction might be someone you know calling you and you, you maybe you have a, a BFF that is texting you all day long and you love this person dearly but it's a distraction because you need to focus you need to focus on what you're doing so those interpersonal mindset and body distractions um like oh my gosh there's so many we were just talking about iphones it netflix um just anything that can take your mind you can have a distracting thought a repeating thought in your mind that it's not necessarily a bad thought but it's just um, maybe it's a task that you forgot to do or you're thinking about doing that the distraction of being too far fo- future focused too far in the past focused just really thinking about okay this is just a distracting thought I don't I don't need to think about um, you know what was on American Idol last night I don't think that show is on anymore but what I don't need to think about what the show I was watching on Netflix last night that's just a distracting thought I need to get bring my brain back to where it needs to be so that's a way that can that can be distracting. And then a time distraction. Oh my gosh. These are just little things that we don't need to be doing. Um, and and the things that pull our attention. We get we get involved in something. It it could be something as simple as lunch, right? I mean y- this happens to me. I, I, I work very hard to be uh, not as distracted as I am, but I get distracted very easily. And one of the things that I will do is I might, okay, here, here's a real truth moment about me. 
<laughs> I am not the best cook in the world. Uh, and part of the reason is because I really like to sing. And I know that sounds weird, but if something takes more than 10 minutes, uh, say in the oven or on the stove, I may have been known to, you know, put it in the oven and then go sing, go to the piano and start singing. I get distracted and then I burn dinner. That has happened on more than one occasion. So that might be like a, a time distraction. Like my time, my time needs to be focused on the thing that I'm actually doing. So distractions. The next thing is energy vampires. So first we have distraction, then we have energy vampires. And these are things that you are you know, these are things that suck your energy. They drain you. They might make you feel fatigued or tired. They might make you feel burned out. Um, they might make you have uh, brain fog or just a heaviness in your body, a heaviness in your brain. And these are things that are really out of alignment for you. That's a really good way to see if something is, is out of alignment for you, if it feels heavy, if it's draining your energy. You know, there are things that we need to do in our lives um, that need to get done you know, whatever. Some people love doing taxes. Uh, you know, not everybody loves doing that. And sometimes that can feel very heavy and draining, but it still needs to get done. So we'll, we'll talk about those kinds of things. But if you spent all of your time doing that, if you spent every day doing your taxes and you didn't like it, you would be a puddle on the ground or I would be a puddle on the ground. That's a huge energy drain, right? But we have these other energy vampires that sometimes are not so obvious. So let's look at the physical environment. An energy drain might be a pile of um, recyclable things or things that you're going to take take to just to donate that are, have been sitting by your front door and every time you go there, you trip over it, right? It, or you look at it and it's like, oh my God, I've got to like take care of this. It's just weighing on your mind. It's bringing your energy down. That's, an, that's a, like an energy vampire. So physical environment, things that are clutter or dirty dishes in the sink, that just that doesn't serve you. It brings you down. In your interpersonal, these are, this is a really important one to address. An energy vampire, these can be very stealth. Because someone can be very kind or upbeat or funny or positive, and for some reason, you don't f you don't feel re-energized by having that interpersonal interaction with that person, and that's okay. You just really have to honor that for yourself. It doesn't mean the other person is wrong or bad. It doesn't. It has. It just is about. This is about you. If that drains your energy, if that kind of interaction drains your energy maybe the person is like always telling jokes and it just drains your energy you don't you don't you don't get fueled by that so that's that's something that can happen you really want to pay attention to that because you want to stay high vibe and energy vampires in interpersonal can go beyond that it can be people who are always complaining and always talking about the news and always talking about negative things and always about their problems and that can those kinds of things can really weigh you down so you really want to be careful about the people that you surround yourself with it's they say that you are most impacted by the five people you spend the most time with and if those five people are not high vibe people lifting you up you really have to pay attention to that okay 
um, energy vampires in your mind. These can be thinking loops. You know, a thinking loop is something that you cannot, you're like, you cannot break the cycle. You keep, it may be a worry thought, right? Like you keep worrying about oh, what's going to happen when my kid goes back to college and they're not at home and what if something happens and what if I didn't teach them the right thing and blah, blah, blah. It's like this worry loop over and over and over and over. That is an energy drain. That is not fueling you. So you don't, you don't want to hang on to that. You, you may have though, it's not bad to have a worry thought. Like we all have worry thoughts, but when the worry thought becomes chronic and cyclical and you can't let go of it, that's when it really starts to drain your energy. So you need to start to pay attention. Is this something that is weighing me down? Um, and again, time, time and schedule energy vampires. Are, have you not set up your schedule to give you ease and flow and efficiency in your day. And this is different for everybody. There's, I'm not giving you a formula here to do it because I think it really depends on your own body, your own mind, your own work. Some people work really well, super structured, where at 8 o'clock they, they start their day, they get up at 6, they work out for 20 minutes, they take a shower, they eat their breakfast, they start work at 8, they have lunch at noon, they, they work till 5. They had Some people are great that way and other people need more fluidity to their schedule. So if if you maybe if you're one of those people that needs more flow in your schedule, having a really rigid schedule could actually be an um an energy vampire for you because it's just too rigid for the way that you work. And vice versa, if you're someone who really needs structure and you don't give yourself that structure, all of that fluidity can fe- it can drain you because you feel like at the end of the day, oh my god, I didn't get anything done. So uh, those are different energy vampires in those four areas. Then the last one is just plain old negative, just the haters. Like the haters, the really just negative things in your life. These are an an immediate no, big no for your epic woman journey in life. Physical environment, anything that really negatively impacts you. Broken things, things that um, are dangerous. Like if you don't take care of them, you might trip on them and hurt yourself uh, in your home, in your office, anything in your physical environment that is just not serving you does that that does not need to be there. Especially um, if there are things that have old stories attached to them that are negative. Maybe you have pictures of people around that hurt you or that are not part of your life anymore. Or maybe you're holding on to things that someone gave you that just every time you look at it makes you feel bad because the relationship isn't what it used to be or it wasn't given in the right spirit or, or whatever. Like anything truly negative is definitely a big, big no, no, no. Same for interpersonal. If someone is is really just negative with you, you know, I mean, we all know that you feel it in your body. If someone is not supportive of you, if they are constantly questioning you, criticizing you, um, making you doubt yourself, they have got to go from your from your sphere. It, that is not going to work for you if you've got. Um, well, I don't want to say like. Let me let me let me just back up for a second. Th- this is not serving you. And I'm going to give you a couple of strategies instead of just saying they've got to go. I'm going to give you a couple of strategies that are going to help you kind of um, ease away from those kinds of people because sometimes it's not as simple as just like they've got to go because I mean. You know, sometimes it's just not re- realistic to say that, but you you definitely want to 
limit or eliminate that kind of exposure for yourself. So I'm going to give you some strategies to do that. Same for mindset. Any kind of self-talk that is just plain old negative, you're being a hater on yourself. If you are saying, you know, horrible things to yourself that you wouldn't say to another person, that does have to go. That does have to go. Um, you should be loving on yourself as much as possible. And we want to nip those nasty thoughts and nasty like self-talk right in the butt. Um, and same for time. Like if something in your life that you are doing, a way that you are spending your time is negatively impacting your life, then stop doing it. Just stop. Just stop doing it because you get one one life and we're making it epic. We're making it our dreams come true. Same with your body. If something is negatively impacting your body, stop ingesting it. Stop doing it to your body. And you can pay attention. Like even, again, it goes back to individuality. Like everybody has different things that make them feel good. Some people love oatmeal and it makes them feel fantastic. Some people, it doesn't make them feel fantastic. Some people feel amazing if they run five miles every day. And other people, it would totally make them feel drained and not good and might screw up their knees. So pay attention to what is negatively impact, just plain old negative. You need to, you need to eliminate that. Okay. So that was a lot of information, but I'm going to give you three, wait, is it three or four strategies, four strategies to, to really help you curate. The first one I've said a couple of times already is eliminate, eliminate if you can, the things that are not serving you, that are dragging you down. You really want to get rid of things that every time you see them, interact with them, all of those thoughts that are just weighing on you, you want to try to eliminate those. If you can't, if it's not practical or reasonable to eliminate them, then you want to limit them, right? If there's a person in your life that you have to deal with, if maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's an extended family member that doesn't get you, that has very different political views than you have, you know, maybe you limit your time with that person. You limit the, maybe you don't sit down across from them at Thanksgiving and have a 20 minute conversation with them, right? You limit your time with that person. You're not, you're not obligated to spend time with people that make you feel bad. This, you get to take control of your life back. So, Sometimes you might need to limit time with them. And same with your mindset. If you have these worry thoughts, give yourself a window. Okay, I'm going to think about this for 10 minutes, five minutes, and then I'm going to pay attention to something else. That would be an example of limiting. Um, same with time. Um, you know, I'm going to limit my time on, on Netflix. I'm going to limit my time on TikTok. You're still doing it, but you're giving yourself a window of time. So you have eliminate the things that are truly not serving you. Limit exposure to things that you can, that you might still still need to be around, still have to be around, still maybe even want to be around, but you're going to limit your exposure to that. The next one is called shaping. And shaping is a technique that I learned um, through uh, dialectical behavior therapy. And it's taking small in increments of shaping behavior. So you're not trying to change it all at once. It's not like you're trying to, you know, be the person that runs five miles every day. Like you never exercised before. And then you're like, ah, oh, I'm going to run five miles every day for the rest of my life. You would take small incremental steps towards shaping your behavior. Maybe the first thing you do is put your tennis shoes and walk around the block once 
every day. That would be a small thing of shaping behavior. And this might be a really good strategy for the inter- interpersonal things. If if someone you care about that you do want to keep in your life, that you love, they love you. But if there's something that is not feeling right or feeling supportive about your interaction, you can do things to shape the interaction. Having some conversations about, hey, oh my gosh, thank you for caring about me so much. And you know, when when you say that, it 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 kind of distracts from my focus. Or you know, it'd be I so appreciate that you care about me so much, and it would help me even more if um if you waited until I asked for your feedback or whatever, just like little shaping things. Or when somebody says something that is really hurtful instead of responding immediately, or if they say something that you don't want to continue, maybe you just don't say anything or you politely walk away. That is also a a kind of shaping because it doesn't reinforce the behavior by giving attention to it. So you can shape. Shaping for your physical environment might be... um, taking out, uh, like doing a sweep of the room or a sweep of your environment and just taking out, say like, I, I kind of keep going on pictures. I don't know why, but taking out pictures that don't light you up or, um, replacing the, the, all of the broken pencils. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of little things of shaping your environment and shaping your time is the same as well. Like you can do little things like, okay, I'm going to change one routine in my day. And first I'm going to master that and then I'll change another routine. So instead of like upturning your entire life, you shape it. And then the last thing I said, I already hinted at, is replacing. So you're, you're like, we've talked about getting rid of a lot of things, of eliminating things, of limiting things, of shaping things. But you don't want to be left with nothing you want to replace all of the things that aren't serving you with things that are serving you. What does light you up? What does give you energy? What does make you feel loved and appreciated and respected and recognized? What makes your body feel amazing? Maybe it's like a new, like wonderful Egyptian, super soft um, cotton sheet set that you just love and you can get in bed and you it shows that you love yourself so 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 much and it's making you feel rested and ready to go the next morning um or replacing um replacing groups that you hang out with maybe there's a facebook group that you're on or like a networking group or a mastermind group, whatever that you're with and it's not quite hitting the mark for you it doesn't have to be a big deal you can just replace it with something else you can exit gracefully and go find something else that lights lights you up and the same with your mindset replace 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 those negative thoughts that negative self-talk with positive ones actively replacing them with oh I'm such a jerk I can't believe I did that again with I am always learning every day and everything I everything I learn is taking me to the next step actively replace those negative thoughts. So you are curating your mind, you're curating your body, you're curating your environment, you're curating your time, and you're curating your personal interactions. So I hope that you found this helpful. Uh, One of the things that I wanted to end with was the fact that we always, um, we always want things in our lives. We want freedom, we want money, we want abundance, we want good health and we don't get what we want 
we get what we are. We attract what we are. We attract what we become. You get good health by becoming a person who has healthy habits. You attract wealth by curating your life in a way that allows abundance to flow to you. You don't just get a positive mindset because you want it. You, you get it because of who you become. You get what you are. You get what you become, not just wanting. Wanting isn't enough. That's why I was talking about curating. If you can curate your life, think about that vision that you want for yourself. Who do I need to become to have that? And what kind of a life does, it's not just like I need to work on myself, but my entire life, what needs to happen? What environment does this person, if this person is going to be a multimillionaire, style fashionista, world-class, whatever, what does that person need to support them? Like think about someone that you really admire, that someone that you aspire to be similar to, like maybe it's Oprah or Lady Gaga or Nelson Mandela or um, I don't know, anybody that you just really admire that doesn't just happen. Who are they? What what do they do in their lives? What what do, what systems do they have in place to support them? What do they let go of? The, you know, if they if they addressed every person, if Oprah addressed every person that came to her with a question, she wouldn't be who she is. She has to curate her time, curate her environment, all of those things. So who do you who do you need to become to have the things that you want, and how do you need to curate your life to get that? Okay, I hope you found this helpful. Um, I would love to hear your comments. You can hit me up. Um, and if you did find this helpful or you know somebody that could really use this information, just share it on out. I would really appreciate that. And I think I always say it, but if you, if you really like this, I'd love to hear a review. If you write for review on iTunes or I don't know if you can write reviews on Spotify, but I, I, if you can, I'd love a review there too. And if you have any questions, be sure to hit me up. I'm on Instagram at Heather Paduska and um, Heather Paduska pretty much everywhere. And I hope you found this helpful. I believe in you and I can't wait to see what you do to make your life epic. Okay. Until next time, here's to hitting all your high notes. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I so appreciate you being here and spending this time together. And I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, we would so appreciate it if you subscribed and really appreciate it if you'd write a review for us on iTunes or wherever you listen. It really helps us to build our audience. And if you know anybody you think would like the show, if you've got a girlfriend that just you know needs to hear this message, please share it on out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or wherever you hang out. And be sure to tag me or any guest so we're sure to see your comments and we can respond. I love hearing from you. If you'd like to know more about me or how you can create a profitable brand, you can find my website at heatherpaduska.com or hit me up on social. I'm Heather Paduska everywhere you look. And remember, ladies, this is our time and this is the place. Until next time, here's to hitting all your high notes. Take care. Bye-bye.